Next, I'm talking to Emma Kennan and Laser Fox. How are you guys doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm all right. How you been with the lockdown? I've found it very useful, actually, to get a lot of creativity going, a lot of alone time, which is important for me to be inspired. And yeah, I've been, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. here. Just made a bunch of beats and stuff. So yeah, it's been cool, honestly. Well, I'd say 90% of people, artist-wise, have enjoyed it so much that they've got so much done yeah. where before they couldn't get the work done because they've got jobs, etc. Yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been good for a lot of people. Okay. So we're going to talk about you decide. Can you tell us about the song and how it came to be? I think we just started messing around in lockdown. So we had so much time and laser Fox just started sending me beats because how long have we known each other? Like years now, three years or four years. Yeah. Three or four years. And we just both had a lot of time and, we just ended up collaborating and having a lot of fun with it. Is it about a person or is it is it a true story? Yeah, so lyrically I found during lockdown I just had a lot of alone time and a lot of time to think and it kind of gave me a lot of time to reflect. It's not about a person necessarily, it's more about just worrying that you will fall for a person like this, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's about infatuation and being scared of getting into this loop of being infatuated by someone that you don't necessarily want to be. Right. Okay, get that. Is it part of an EP or an album or is it on its own a single? It's going to be part of an EP that is in the works. Excellent. Yeah. How long have you been writing music and making music individually? When did you start? Yeah, I mean, I started making beats like five or six years ago. Okay. And then I've known Emma like three years, so... And only recently we've started like working together and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Emma, how about yourself? I would say I've been writing lyrics pretty much my whole life, but never seriously until we went to college. We both did music technology at college and I started producing and then it kind of felt like my tracks were lacking something and I started singing probably about two years ago and writing lyrics. So I'd say properly about two years but I've always done it for fun it's just always I've always enjoyed it it seems like it's been a lot longer to be honest and it seems like you've been together a lot longer oh thank you tell us about your musical influences and how have they changed over the years my musical influences a lot of it is electronic music producers Hmm. which I feel like people assume because I sing and I write lyrics that I'd be more into singer-songwriter kind of style but I've always found that if I listen to electronic music and I just sit and think and listen to it, I can come up with my own original stuff easier. So I'd say Tourist is a massive influence for me. Mm. People like Burial, Vacant, kind of dark, moody, electronic producers. But yeah. Yeah, with me, like, I think half of what I listen to and am inspired by is like the super like weird, like glitchy music, like Igloo Ghost, uh, Kai Weston, people like that who are making like crazy like beats and stuff okay and then half of it is like just trap music so i try and like um combine those two kind of styles of music like on one hand there's like beats that are quite simple but catchy and the other hand i try and incorporate loads of like glitchy stuff and weirder sounds as well i know this is a silly question but i have to ask it any upcoming plans no one can really do anything at the moment but did you have any plans for touring that got cancelled or have you got anything coming up any music videos in the making anything like that i'd say well because of lockdown, that's kind of when we started taking things seriously. Right. So we haven't got on to touring. I'd love to do tours and I'd love to perform, but obviously it's not happening. But I think our main big thing coming up is the EP, 
that we need to finish yeah, and yeah. get out there. And a music video would be sick too. Yeah, we've got a lot of ideas. It's just putting the ideas into reality, I guess. Okay. Can you tell us more about your EP or is it a secret at the moment? We can tell you more, yeah. Excellent. Go for it. <laughs> it's kind of, I'd say, following a similar vibe to You Decide, hmm. but more experimenting with different genres as well. So we've got we've got a lot of dark stuff on there. We've got a track that kind of sounds like Muramata, I would say. Okay. Um, but yeah, just a lot of different things because I think we're just experimenting with different sounds and I don't ever want to tie myself down to one specific genre so it's kind of just a mixed genre yeah like, man. there's definitely like a varying kind of template EP, and stuff yeah. like a lot of faster songs in it i like that yeah i like that because i mean since the 70s and 80s there's been this whole experimental thing going on and that's where some of the best songs come from is just playing around with it yeah i like that it's really really interesting yeah, yeah, definitely. okay can you tell us your social media links so that we can all find out more about you yes mine are all at emma Cannon music uh, mine's at laserfox.wav and then on SoundCloud, just laserfox. My Spotify is just Emma Cannon. I think I'm the only Emma Cannon. Right, okay. She's pretty cool. And Facebook is Emma Cannon Music. Yeah. Do you do those live Instagram videos? Because everyone's doing that at the moment. Oh, I haven't personally yet, but I'd like to. I think I'm just trying to build up a little bit more of a following and then get cracking with it. Okay. Do you want to introduce your song to the world? Yes. I'd love to. <laughs> Go on in. So this is Emma Cannon with Laser Fox, You Decide. Treat me how you like Think that I just might have fallen down this road Talk to me, just try Nothing else to do Never really liked it But I did 
Next, I'm talking to Callum and Tom from the band Human Hell about a song called Idle Hands. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, we're good. 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 Hi, yeah, good. Very well. Excellent. How have you been with the lockdown? How are you coping? Um, <laughs> as well as we can. Yeah, yeah the best we can, really. I mean, yeah. I've personally still been working a bit, but I mean, yeah, it's been a bit of a struggle, but you've got to do what you can, really. It's giving you more time to make music, though, is it? Or have you not been able to? Uh, yeah, no, we've been, we've been writing it a ton of new music excellent okay your song idle hands can you tell us about the song and the story behind it how it came to be this song i started writing about 10 years ago <laughs> okay we you know, like almost used it in like other bands that we've been in uh, it was like a lot longer before it was like a big epic build up of a song with loads of like melodic sections and stuff like that like a guitar solo that was about seven minutes long we ended up just like getting sick of hearing it over and over again <laughs> mm. yeah there's probably about three different versions of this songs that we were used to playing to be honest yeah <laughs> then we decided you know what this is probably the best yeah. way we can keep this like keep everyone entertained as well as ourselves yeah okay like, like we just like cut off all the fat and just had this basically one rip song that's like two and a half minutes long that's just punchy and keeps your attention all the way through a bit more keeps the audience wanting more that's a good thing about it i like it it's good okay is it part of an album or an ep or is it a standalone single uh, it's part of an ep although we released it as like a lead a lead up single it was like the second single we released okay tell us about the ep the ep is coming out on friday excellent it's called the only guarantee in life is death it's like five songs long all right it, it, it's kind of about how messed up everything is in the world at the moment right. that's the kind of vibe i mean like our vocalist evan has his own you know perspective and stuff on that and that's where his sort of lyrics are derived from hmm. but that's kind of the gist of it i guess right tell us about your musical history how long have you been writing music and how long have you been recording separately and together as a band well the thing with me i started after playing guitar hero <laughs> uh when that was uh, the massive craze was happening there i was like oh you know what i, I kind of like this <laughs> You were sick at Guitar Hero. You were in like the fucking... I was like top 100 in the UK at one point. <laughs> and uh, Guitar Hero 3. Excellent. So it kind of, at that point, I was like, well, if I'm good at this, I might as well start playing guitar again. Mm-hmm. So I started playing again. And then pretty much about a year in, even though obviously when you first start playing stuff, you, you just you think the best of yourself, but you think, you know what, I'm going to start a band. I'm going to be really cool. Like, uh, go, I started going to these, I don't want to say kiddie clubs but when like teenager clubs where people come into like all of you guys played music together and there was like a recording space for each other or like a rehearsal room for each other that you could all hang out and just kind of play music together so i started going to some of them and then probably when i was about 16 i think i recorded my first ever ep with one of my old bands called uh your last drive it was absolutely horrible though <laughs> like looking back at it it wasn't like great at all but i mean you're a kid though like uh obviously you develop as time goes on but it was definitely around 15 16 when i start actually started actually taking it a lot more seriously right. from then i decided to go into uni uh and then met tom um and then yeah started this band uh an old version of the band and then like yeah now's today like <laughs> we've been in a couple of bands together before human hell tom how about you i mean when did you start writing i started writing music in, in like in general when i was like 13 right yeah it's like as soon as i started playing guitar pretty much i started trying to write stuff 
stuff that was like similar to what I listened to basically right. you know when you start playing you just kind of take someone's riff and then add a note to it and then kind of you know rip it off and then you know as I got older I studied music a fair bit and um developed playing I mean we've I, I've always written music since I've, I've like tried to improve in my instrument by writing stuff that I can't play and then playing it until I can play it not always constantly writing music throughout lockdown I've written like 15 songs brilliant there was already like another 20 in the uh, back catalogue as well like but <laughs> yeah, there's, there's songs that we recorded that we just didn't want to use basically like that what we're releasing now we put together for one of our old bands and um when we decided to you know end that and start human hell we left behind songs that we didn't think suited the you know the image and stuff anymore might do something with them at some point but they're, they're just they're not as like relevant to what we're like about and where we're all at at the moment so Okay, so that's about your musical influences over the years. From when you were younger until now, and you're saying about liking the music and then moving on from it, is there one that's always been with you? Corn. Yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I got into metal from watching uh, the movie Triple X. Ramstein open it, and I was like, shit, this is, this is like music that I want to listen to. Because before I'd only been exposed to like my parents' shit, embarrassing music tastes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, so I saw that, and then, then I just started like diving into more of that like I, I guess the band that's like stuck with me the most since i was a teenager was slayer all right mm, yeah slayer cool <laughs> for me honestly um the bands that kind of got me into like kind of metal and so much like more of an influence was obviously like metallica was the big one for me yeah. uh, and then playing guitar hero as well like avenge sevenfold uh, like since the gates is definitely uh, mm. oh, yeah. I would say one of the most idolized guitarists for myself but then I kind of grew up with listening to like Joe Satriani Steve I uh, all the kind of like uh, virtuoso stuff but then also kind of picked up with other stuff as well um, so I've always been a big fan of like System of a Down oh yeah uh, like Kill Switch as well um but then nowadays i've been really getting into dream theater i don't know what it is but for some reason dream theater just tick every single box in my body so i'm just like yeah it's it does it does something to me you know like so yeah i, I would have to say dream theater is definitely the big influence for me right now callum's a shredder you, you'll hear it on our more on our like the stuff we're writing at the moment we've got when the ep comes out <laughs> proper shredtastic guitar for like influence more influences than me i guess songwriting wise like deftones are like a massive tell us about any upcoming plans apart from this ep that you're talking about like any gigs or music videos that we can look forward to we're currently like booking stuff for next year fingers crossed that you know stuff, stuff does happen um so like tours and weekenders wise and like some little festivals like more details will of that will announce as and when they sort of come up and get confirmed. Good, good. We're going to debut a a local venue that I actually work at. Um, a first socially distanced gig, which will be interesting. Right, <laughs> it's going to be like people sat down, and that's that's sometime next month. Should be cool. Like little podiums with three or four chairs inside separated off. Well, I mean, it's quite it's quite a small venue. Right. So like, they've been doing a lot of live stream stuff there um, with a company called Hotel Radio that work with some quite big, big bands. And a couple of bands have done that uh, with them there. But this is this is going to be like there's going to be an audience. I think they're talking about having like stalls 
and tables or something so the people aren't so low down yeah you know like sat on a chair you almost at like kind of eye level with them. but um again that's just still early talks but we should should have some more details on that soon well, i'm glad to hear that other than that like as soon as this ep is released and we've done like a bit of a campaign on it and stuff we're going to um start rolling out new stuff like we're recording new stuff at the moment so we just we're, we're kind of trying to focus more on putting music out and having like a constant flow of music coming out okay yeah that's the, the the one sort of definite thing anyone can really do at the moment <laughs> what about you know like insta live videos and that sort of thing do you do them we've considered it but with with those from what i've seen there are bands that either do it really really well and have a unique twist on it or there are bands that do it and it just looks shit you know we talked about doing that during lockdown we shot a music video for for idle hands Right. You know, we've just been focusing on stuff that we can do properly. I mean, I guess at this point, everyone's kind of a bit bored of seeing live stream stuff because it's been, you know, people, lots of people have been doing it. And again, it's either been really, really good or like not great. So, yeah, we've we've been trying to focus on stuff that we can do properly that's going to be good for the future. Okay. The Idle Hands video is pretty pretty jokes because we live in two households right. so we like had a camera figured out how to use it and how to get the shots that we wanted and then lent it to the other household who did the same <laughs> sort of told them how to do it and then Callum's like a um, driver by day so he he came around and shot his bits yeah. in in a garden with a bit outside the house <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it was dark obviously so it was like nine yeah. o'clock ten o'clock at night there was like people walking their dogs walking past and we're just like blasting just like staring at us and stuff like <laughs> it was a weird experience but like i'm kind of glad that it's out of the way now as well like because it now means that we could probably do something like that in the future like just have random people walk past and we'll be fine <laughs> It's, it's like, I don't know, it, it, was, it was funny. It perked up the, that week of lockdown a little bit. Can we see this video? Um, yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh, excellent. Human Hell UK. Oh, great. Yeah. Tell us about your so, social media links. Social media links. Yeah, apart from the one you sold us, which we're all going to look at in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all Human Hell UK, but some of them might be a little bit different. Facebook and Instagram, uh, Human Hell UK, as is Twitter. That's all we're on. We don't do like the tiktok thing or any of that no good i'm glad you said that don't really get it like are you on spotify or soundcloud as well we're on spotify and apple music and everything we are on soundcloud but we don't really use it so we try and like direct people to our spotify yeah both tracks are up there and the ep will be up there on friday okay before we all rush off to youtube to watch this video is there anything else you want to talk about or mention before we play the song we're running a merch giveaway at the moment if you um follow us on spotify and pre-save our ep there's, there's there's a link on our social medias to it yeah if you get on that uh, you'll be entered into a competition to win like one of our long sleeves we've, we've also got like discounts at the moment on our merch you you apply the code uh, death 15 in the checkout all capital letters and you can get 15 percent off our merch and that's that's on our band camp excellent that's the different one that's uh humanhellband.bigcartel.com okay guys you heard it first go over and check it out and you might win who knows do you want to introduce your song we're human hell and this is our song idle hands
Next, I'm talking to Megan Lara May about a song called All Right. Hello, Megan. How are you? Hello. I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? I'm okay. How have you been with lockdown? Um, yeah, I've actually been enjoying um, the stuff that I've been doing in lockdown. I've been quite busy uh, doing, well, doing music stuff, um, releasing songs. I've been doing more um, video editing. I've learned quite a few skills. Um, yeah, I feel like I've been relatively productive and yeah, creative in this time. It's been good. <laughs> That's good. Are you going to do your own video stuff? Um, yeah, yeah. I've been doing all my own videos. So um, for uh, for All Right, which is my new single, I've uh, I did the whole music video for that, which is a new world for me. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Excellent stuff. Good, good. Okay, tell us about the song All Right and the story behind it. How did it come to be? Um, yeah, well, um, <laughs> this song is quite a personal song to me. I feel like I've been on a bit of a journey over the last few years, um, figuring out what I want to do um, in life. Uh, I was meant to do physics at university originally, and then discovered that that just wasn't for me um, and decided to do music. And then I've been kind of working out what that looks like um, with loved ones as well, like getting <laughs> regular messages from them being like, oh, I'm, I'm worried. And I'm like, no, it's okay, I've got this, I'm figuring it out. And um, I'm going into life, you know, having thought about it. it. It may look from the outside quite daunting, but I am, you know, I'm I'm all cool. I'm, I'm going into it. Um, having had some thought and that's basically what the song is about yeah my my own working out of that cool. is it part of an album or an ep or is it a standalone single it's a standalone single yeah okay yeah and can you now tell us about your musical history how long have you been writing music and recording um so i i grew up doing like musical theater and all of that um at school and in different uh, stage school groups that what they're called like different drama groups yeah. um and yeah i i learned um piano from the age of six and started doing um like vocal lessons from um from about 10 i think um and i was in church choirs and all of that and i think I was just surrounded by music like that's what I love to do that was my hobby those were the the places I was I was in like orchestras and things like that um and yeah I think when when it came to a point where I had to decide what I was going to do in life I was like I can't imagine my life without music so um yeah I've just I started to write when I was 12 um and my first few songs were a, a little bit questionable um <laughs> lyric wise definitely like <laughs> you know, teenage lyrics. Um, but I feel like I've grown over the years. So yeah, and now I'm here. It's been good. I would love to hear those ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're hidden somewhere. <laughs> Probably burnt. <laughs> it's all good. Who were your musical influences over the years from when you were little, like you were saying until now? How have they changed? And which one is still there with you? Oh wow. Okay. Um well <laughs> I I was brought up on Ronan Keating. Uh, that's what my mum was <laughs> obsessed with, so that was what I was exposed to. But um I guess yeah, I guess I've I've grown up in a lot of like classical music environments, so um and like choirs and things like that. So I in my music now there's a lot of harmonies and vocal layering um and that's I think that's just what I've been I grew up with so that's what I love the sound of I love the sound of like voices blending together um mm. but in terms of like specific artists particularly now I love listening to like pop playlists on uh, Spotify so um people that usually come up in that are like Aurora and Maggie Rogers and um I love that then they 
they know their voice and they know how to use their voice and um i feel quite influenced and inspired by them and um i've been i've been uh what's the word compared to kate bush quite a lot which is an incredible comparison Excellent. um but yeah i i, I think when I first started hearing that comparison, I was like, oh, I need to listen to more Kate Bush. And the more that I have, I've been like, oh, yes, I love this. And I can definitely feel inspired and influenced by this. So that's good. That's brilliant because everyone who's listened to my shows from day one knows that I've always loved Kate Bush. Oh. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> can you tell us about your upcoming plans? Uh, where I know we can't mm. tour, but any kind of gigging stuff you might be doing online or anything, or like you said, music video stuff? Yeah, um, I think I'm in in the process at the moment, just um, kind of writing and recording, and I'm even going to the studio later today, um, just to just to continue being creative. And um, yeah, I mean, I've got little gigs online, like live stream gigs um, coming up over the next few few weeks. Um, but I think it's just I, I just like staying active. Uh, so if if people like follow me on social media, then they can they can keep all up to date with that. Um, different things pop up from from yeah a different times. So hopefully hopefully people will see me either on a live stream gig or live in the near future. Well, tell us about your social media links so that we can keep up to date. Yeah. So um, my name is Megan Lara May, and all of my social media links are at Megan Lara May. Easy. Excellent. <laughs> now is there anything else you want to mention or talk about before we play your song um i guess i, I just yeah just people if if you if you really like this song i'd love to connect with people um i i love to build community and actually know um, my audience so um if people if people follow me then yeah i, I would love to get to know them <laughs> good stuff excellent do you want to introduce your song yes um this is my new single and this is called all right Oh 
Next, I'm talking to Tom Smalden about his single, Smile. Hello, Tom. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing with the lockdown? Yeah, I'm okay, mate. I've been um, doing you know, a bit more writing and playing uh, than I have been. It's been a good opportunity to you know, get my head down and do a lot of stuff like that. Um, obviously, you know, had, had, had troubles with it, as everyone has, so glad to see everything opening up a bit now. Yeah, cool. So you've got a lot of work done, a lot of songs written? Yeah, a few songs. Um, I, 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 for the last year or two actually it's been a bit of a bit of a grey patch for me in terms of writing um i think maybe being busy with other things hasn't been you know my, my main focus but it's been nice to have you know no other distractions been able to spend a lot of time uh with just yeah me and the piano writing a lot of songs and um yeah i've really enjoyed you know having that time again to do that brilliant okay in a minute we're gonna listen to your song smile can you tell us about the song how it came to be and the story behind it Sure. I mean, it's, it's one of my uh, latest songs I've written. Uh, it came out last week, the 22nd of August. Um, and for me, it's about the whole process of falling for someone, um, picturing how things might play out in the future, uh, you know, getting your, he- getting your hopes up, letting your mind run, uh, run away, and then having the slow, long realisation that those feelings are mutual. And to an okay. extent, the song really is about, you know, how you deal with that, how you cope with that and move on. Okay. Is it part of an EP or an album or is it a standalone single? Um, at the moment, it's a standalone single. Um, I'd love for it to be, um, well, I'd love to release some more. I've got a lot of songs recorded now. Um, I, I wrote actually most of my stuff probably over a year, uh, recorded it, sorry, over a year ago. Um, and I've been sat on it for ages and I kind of thought, there was a moment this summer, maybe to do with lockdown, I have a lot of time to myself, is thinking, you know, if I don't do it now, I don't think I ever will do it. So I thought to hell with it and uh, put it out. And I thought, I, I, said, I said going forward, if, um, if I enjoyed the process of releasing this single, um, I'd love to do some more. And I've loved, I've loved every part of it. So yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to hopefully getting some stuff out there soon. Excellent. A lot of people I've talked to lately, there's kind of a 50-50 divide. Some people doing EPs and other people just want to release single after single because they think that's their, their way to go. So yeah, it's an interesting, interesting story. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd love to, I mean, it'd be great to have, have like a, I'd love to put like a body of work out there um, just, you know, as a, because I, I, as I say, I've written kind of, at, at the moment, probably got 10 songs recorded, ready to go. It'd be nice to, um, you know, get them all out there at once. I'd maybe do another couple of singles, but um, yeah, no, I think, I think an, an album would be great if, if not, if not an, an EP. Excellent. Okay. And how long do you think it'll take to put that together? Um, well, I'd say at the moment I've got probably 
seven or eight songs which are ready to go um, in terms of you know the writing process. I think production-wise, I'd have to do a bit of work. I'm currently working on three or four songs which I'm you know writing slash recording. Um, but whether you know whether how how long the album will be, I don't know. Whether I'd rather do you know five or six songs which I'm more proud of um, than an album, I, I don't know. So. I'll, be, I'll definitely be working over it, uh, working on it a lot um, in in the coming coming weeks and months. And um, as I say, hopefully get something out by the end of the year. Excellent. Well, as soon as you've got something doing, send it to me because uh, I'd love to hear it. It's good stuff. I love your song "Smile" already. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. Okay, tell us about your musical history. How long have you been writing and recording music? Um, so I mean, I've been playing music for as long as I can remember. Really, I've been I played uh, piano and saxophone growing up from a very young age. Uh, but I'd say when I started, you know, writing songs was probably when. You know, I start, I start, there was a point where I started playing piano more. Um, I started, you know, putting chords together. I love playing covers. I found that, you know, a big step. You know, I could start playing things that I recognised. Um, and then there was a point, I think I wrote my first song, age 16. Uh, my uncle, who's a poet, gave me, you know, a collection of his work and just said, you know, if, if you want to ever do something with that, um, feel free, go ahead. So I put, I put some music to one of his poems. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was a great, I really enjoyed that whole process. And, from there, started writing my own songs, and I'd say you know the first year of me uh, writing was where I actually wrote some of my best stuff and a lot and a lot of it. So um, yeah, I, I, it's, that's what's been nice about lockdown, as I was saying earlier, is, is you know an opportunity to really focus on songwriting again, which I haven't I guess I haven't really done for maybe a year or two. Okay, can you tell us about your musical influences over the years? Who's really got you going, and if, have they changed since you were little? And you know, is there one that's still with you now? Yeah, I mean, I think. I think, I mean, like a lot of people would say, my favourite artist, um, Oasis and the Beatles. Um, but in terms of who actually, you know, influenced the way I write and perform and things like that, I'd, I mean, I, I naturally look at people who are based at the piano. So, I mean, I've always loved Jamie Cullum. Um, hmm. I'd love to see him live. He looks like the most amazing performer. I mean, I, I spent hours and hours watching him on YouTube. Absolutely love his latest album. Um, and similarly, I've got a lot of respect for people like uh, Tom O'Dell. I think he's an amazing songwriter. Again, you know, based on the piano, uh, someone I can kind of relate to a bit more. Okay. Uh, Jamie Callum seems like a right fun bloke as well, doesn't he? I've seen him a lot on interviews and stuff, and he just is a funny guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I think how he's changed throughout the years has been pretty pretty mad as well. Like, he, I think he seems a lot more, I don't know, his latest album seemed a lot different to a lot of the stuff I've heard before. Um, mm. But his latest album especially was, um, yeah, definitely one of my favourites. Okay. Have you got any upcoming plans, music videos, gigs, that sort of thing? I know a lot of people can't tour, obviously, because of the COVID situation, but is there anything that we can look forward to? I mean, in terms of actual live performance, yeah, I try and do as, as much as I can. I haven't, I, I, I mean, to be fair, I haven't actually done a lot of um, a lot of gigs before. I've done quite, I, I try and do as many kind of open mic nights and stuff like that around, um, around central London and played at a few weddings and things like that. But I'd love to do more. Um, and, you know, now's kind of a bit of an awkward time to get, get back into doing a bit more. Um, but the, the, the short-term goal for me, as I say, is um, I've got a lot of songs recorded, ready to go. Been sat on for like two or three years. Um, some some newer ones. I'm obviously I'm writing a bit at the moment. So yeah, I mean the, the, the short-term plan is to get at least another single out, or maybe an EP or an album, hopefully by the end of the year. Okay. Do you do any uh, live Instagram video? Uh, you know, like the live story things. Do you do them? I haven't, mate. No. I mean, I only I only set up my like, dedicated music Instagram about six weeks ago, um, and I've, okay. I've I've done like probably about ten. Uh, covers or like short covers about a minute a minute and a half um but yeah no I, I've, I've thought about that doing that to be fair it might be something i look into in the future cool well, let us know if you do and while you're at it tell us about your other social media links so we can find you yeah so uh obviously the main ones i say is uh, at tom smalden music on instagram also um tom smalden on youtube 
Um, and the song, uh, the single Smile is now out on all platforms. Uh, so yeah, if you can support the song, that'd be great. Cool. Now, before we play your song, is there anything else you want to mention or talk about? Uh, not so much, mate. Uh, just, just, yeah, thanks for asking me on. I really appreciate it. Um, no worries. Yeah, that's it really. Cheers. We appreciate it. Okay. Now, do you want to introduce your song? My name is Tom Smalden. This is my debut single uh, called Smile, out everywhere now. Hope you enjoy it. Oh 
talking to Molly Coddled about a song called One More Day. Hello, Molly. How are you? Hi, I'm really good. How are you? I'm okay. It's been a bit of a struggle lately, but you know, how are you doing with lockdown? Oh God, it's been a, it's been a it's been a long time. <laughs> I'm kind of losing track of days at this point. I mean, life has gone back to normal a bit, but I mean, still, I really don't know what day of the week it is anymore. Right? Can you please tell us about the song One More Day and the story behind it? How did it come to be? I started writing a song in the summer of 2018. Um, which is quite a long time ago now, but um, I originally started as a different song and it sounded way different. And um, I wrote it just starting a relationship with someone and in the moment um, wasn't realising how toxic the relationship was. And basically what the song is about is uh, me not realising, but also at the same time being like coerced into staying in an unhealthy relationship with someone. Um, But because it was my first relationship, I didn't realise that actually it wasn't normal to be treated like that. And um, just, yeah, that's what the song's about. It's a bit depressing, really. (laughs) Cool. Is it part of an album or an EP, or is it a standalone single? Um, It it might be part of an EP sometime in the future. Um, But it's just a single at the moment. But yeah. There will definitely be some more music coming out sometime this year, but I can't confirm anything at the moment. Okay, now, can you tell us about your musical history? How long have you been writing and recording music? Um, so I've had, like, um, music recording software for probably about five years, but didn't actually start writing my own stuff as a solo project, as Molly Coddled, until the start of 2018, so around two and a half years. But yeah, didn't put my first song out till like mid mid twenty eighteen, and then like a lot of the stuff that I'm putting out now is like um, stuff from um, a bit ago that I've kind of like come back to after like um, actually pursuing music and actually like getting onto the local scene and actually now starting to take it a lot more seriously and kind of like revamping the songs. So the ones that I'm releasing at the moment are like. A little bit older, um, but you'll see the progression um, when I start to release a bit more. And um, yeah, that's about it, really. <laughs> okay, then. Tell us about your musical influences over the years, from when you were little until now. How have they changed, and is there one that's always been there with you? Oh, um, so when I started writing music, I was a lot more like into like the punkier side. Um, I listened to a lot of like surf rock and stuff like that. So, like, one of my big inspirations was, like, Swimmers. If you know who they are, they're, like, a punkier band, like, so fuck. Um, but, uh, yeah, kind of, like, transitioned from that into more, like, an indie um, inspiration. So, like, I listened to a lot of, like, Declan McKenna and, like, Dismiss. But um, I think one that stuck with me throughout, like, my whole musical journey is probably... Um, Rex Orange County because mm. that's one influence that is really like just that sound on the guitar that he uses. Probably Max Marco as well, like Rex Orange County and Max Marco probably are the ones that have stuck by me <laughs> still till now even maybe about yeah two and a half years. So I guess they've been very loyal to me. Okay, can you tell us about any upcoming plans you may have? I know we can't do gigs and stuff at the moment, but do you have any plans for that or music videos coming up or anything that's in the works that we can look forward to? Yeah, um, 
so I'm actually currently in the recording process of a music video for One More Day. Um, so that shouldn't be too long until that's out. So that'll be exciting. Um, and then obviously there's going to be some more music this year. I don't know dates yet, but there's definitely going to be some more music this year. And then actually in Leeds on the 29th of January, I'm having a headline show at mm. Hedgerow House. So that's my only gig I've got planned for the future in the foreseeable. But hopefully that will be going ahead if all goes to plan with social distancing and all that. But yeah, that's that's my plan for the future. That's my only gig I've got coming up, coming up at the moment. But yeah, got a lot of time to buy tickets for that. That's a brilliant headline. That's a great one. That is cool. Yeah. Okay, then, finally, can you tell us about your social media links so we can find you? Um, all my social medias is at Molly is Coddled, and that's spelled M-O-L-L-I-E-I-S-D-O-D-D-L-E-D. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to listen to your song now, One More Day. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And here we go. I'm talking to Cal Bower about his song called Admission. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad, mate. How are you? I'm all right. Just a bit warm. How are you getting on lockdown? 
Uh, to be honest, like I live in a little village, we haven't really noticed much difference here. <laughs> uh, Money is different. That's about it. You get any work done though? Get any writing done? Yeah, yeah, I've got um, plenty of time for that in there really, but it's hard to find the motivation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell us about the song, Admission, and tell us about the story behind it, how it came to be. It's like, um, I, w- I used to be in a band with this kid called Gawa, and me and him were jamming one night, and he just came up with the chords for the verse, and then we didn't really do anything with it, so then I just changed it from that into Admission, and then um, I did like, the little lead bit over it, and then um, I did a bass line for it, but my producer changed the bass line for the verse to give it a bit more bounce. Right. But the actual songs about like, well, just like drug addiction and like, coming to terms with it and stuff like that. Okay, is it part of an album or an EP or is it a standalone single? It is planned to be part of an album. Yeah, we've got an um, EP coming out in the next few like months, and after that we've got an album coming out hopefully. Well, that's the plan. Excellent, good stuff. All right, then tell us about your musical history. How long have you been writing and recording music? Uh, I've been writing a lot longer than you think from the quality of the songs. To be fair, I've been uh, <laughs> I've been doing it for about thirteen years, but. Well, I've, uh, I've only sort of took it seriously for like a year maybe. Can you tell us now about your musical influences over the years, from when you were younger until now? How have they changed and is there one that still stays with you? I don't want to go too young because I think the first CD I had was a Power Rangers theme tune. But <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> recently, like, well, growing up, I've always my main band's always been The Doors. Oh, mate. Jim Morrison's the guy, isn't he? Brother. Brother. I didn't know you was going to say that. That's my favourite band of all time. Yeah, it's my, I've got his, uh, this is the end tattooed across my chest in little dedications. Wow, there. excellent. I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm obsessed with them. And then like, I like Nick Cave, White Lies, The Growlers, like Arctic Monkeys, I like Bowie, obviously. <sighs> yeah, there's not really like a pigeonhole. Well, I suppose it's indie and rock, but <laughs> I listen to a bit of everything else as well, to be fair. That's amazing. David Bowie and Jim Morrison. I mean, the Doors have been my favourite since day one and David Bowie's as a single artist. Oh, fucking hell. That's good. I can't wait to read the rest of the stuff now. Does it come into your music at all, any of that? Yeah, I mean, you can hear more of the influences in the album work. Like, the EP that's coming out is quite, like, um, gentle. Like, I'm going for, like, a yin and yang theme. So, like, the, uh, the EP is called Yang and it's quite gentle and light and about love and stuff like that. And then the, the album's going to be called Yin. And that's right. like dark and um, more like the admission sort of stuff. But there's some songs on there that you can hear the Doors influence, definitely. That is such a great idea, the yin and yang. I love that. It's brilliant. Do you like that? Oh, thank you. No, it's brilliant. Dark and light. I love it. So I, I write in loads of different styles, but like they always seem to end up like either really like gentle and nice or just fucking dark and depressing. <laughs> so like the album is like the album and EP both diverse within themselves, but they're just not the same like I couldn't put them on the same sort of thing I was that different I was debating doing it under a different pseudonym okay what was that going to be I had no idea <laughs> that's why I've just stuck with Carl <laughs> <laughs> no that is a, I'll tell you what mate that is a blinding idea if that comes off the yin and the yang the dark and the light that is a fucking charming idea that is love it oh, I'm glad you like it man I do right then how about any upcoming plans you've got uh, for after this crap goes away? Have you got any plans, tours, gigs, music videos coming out that we can see? Yeah, I've got um, the video for admission comes out on the 21st of September. I'm quite excited about that one. Well, I'm, I'm proud of it, to be fair. Excellent. And then after that, we've got, I've started recruiting members now because I wrote all the songs on my own. And um, I've got my producers like, helped me with the bass lines and stuff. Right. But I've got new members now, so hopefully after all this shit's over, we'll be able to tour and stuff. Excellent, good stuff. Okay then, now, tell us about your social media links so that we can find you. Uh, everything on any social media is just at Calboa Music. Okie dokie. Try and keep it nice and simple. On my website's uh, calboa.co.uk as well. Alright then, this is Calboa with Admission.
Next, I'm talking to Winnie Emma about her song, What Are We? Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm okay. How are you doing with the lockdown in general? Um, not bad, to be honest. I really can't complain. Um, I thought it would be quite awful spending a lot of time on my own, but actually now I'm getting into it. I don't know if I can socialise again properly <laughs> after all this. <laughs> okay then, we're going to listen to your song soon. It's called What Are We? Can you tell us about the song and the story behind it, how it came to be? Yeah, so um, I wrote it when I was in the middle of a huge argument actually with my friends and um, it was one of those really super awkward, tense moments where you're in the middle of an argument and realize that actually the people that you're talking to don't actually think what you thought they would. Mm. So this has probably happened a lot really recently with all the controversial things that are happening this year, but I ended up thinking, what is going on? I don't know if you and I are on the same wavelength anymore. I don't know what we are anymore. Are we friends? Are we even friends? And what are we? So yeah, <laughs> that's what it's about. Excellent. Okay. Is it part of an album or an EP or is it a standalone single? So it's a standalone single. Um, that I have a few more singles coming out, but they're all pretty much um, independent singles. Can you tell us about your musical history? How long have you been writing and recording music? So I've been writing super casually um, for quite a while now, um, but only really in the last two years have I started recording anything. Um, so quite recent actually for putting things together for people to hear apart from my mum. <laughs> okay then, what about your musical influences over the years since you were little until now? Have they changed and is there one that stayed with you? Yeah, they've definitely changed um, over time. So when I was little, I was listening to just everything that was on the music channels, um, mm -hmm. proper mainstream stuff, which I still really love. Um, my favorite uh, probably has to be Beyonce, Rihanna. Um, that's my kind of vibe um, from when I was little. And I learned all the dances. I learned all the words. And um, I still love them today. But um, more recently, I went back in time. Um, so I studied jazz uh, again only about uh, two years ago, actually, and um, got really into um, jazz right back to the, uh, the 30s. So I really love um, Ella Fitzgerald, Nina Simone, um, Etta James. They're my favorite right now. Oh, I love them as well. Always did. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Tell us about any upcoming plans. You've got music videos or tours or anything like that. So um, I have a tour, which is um, socially distanced, of course, by design. <laughs> and yep. um, it's in London Bridge from the 10th until the 14th of November um, with One Night Records. So you can see me there. Excellent. Brilliant. Okay. Tell us about your social media links so we can all find you. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram um, at Winnie underscore Emma, which is A-M-A underscore. So Winnie underscore Emma underscore. Um, and you can also find me on YouTube, Facebook. I actually don't think there are any other Winnie Ammas. So if you just no. type in Google Winnie Emma, you'll find me. Okay. Is there anything else you want to mention or talk about before we play your song? Um, yeah. So uh, when we released um, What Are We, it entered at number 14 and um, it's number 11 at the moment in the music week black club chart so very exciting times head over and stream um what are we and also i really want to know what you what everybody thinks about it so if you, if you find me after you stream it let me know what you think excellent okay we are now going to listen to your song what are we
Next, I'm talking to James and Joe from Flat 24-7 about Mexico, the new song Mexico. Okay, guys, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad, thanks yourself. I'm all right, yeah. Where are you on now? How's it going? What's the situation with the lockdown? Uh, yeah, it's not bad. We are in Derby, in a sunny Derby. Not so sunny today. It is uh, in the middle of a heat wave, but it's uh, it's cooled down a bit for us uh, down here. It's all right. Up here. Up here. Yeah. As a band, I mean, have you coped with this lockdown? Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been all right. Um, <clears throat> we all got furloughed, so we had a lot more time to look at the music and where we wanted to go to do with it and uh, so I suppose in terms of getting out there playing music not so good but in terms of focusing on music probably a bit better. Yeah we've managed to get a lot of uh, ideas down and spend some time looking at like recording and song ideas and we basically came out with a new single over over this whole process that we probably wouldn't been able to do because we're all so busy so it's been uh, it's, it's been hard but at the same time we've uh, you know, we reap the rewards of uh, being able to have some more free time. And it's, it's a bit tricky, though, because we're all in, like, different cities and stuff, you know, on lockdown. So it's it, we've not been able to get in the same room, which has been really weird. That's cool. At least you've got something done, though. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We're going to play Mexico in a few minutes, but um, tell us about the song and the story behind it, how it came about. Mexico, Mexico. So that, this song has been through several different versions, hasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. But it's sort of about... Oh, Mexico, how can I explain it properly? Well, it's, it's, it's about um, just wanting to get away from it all, really. Yeah, I suppose it's like when you take, you see a moment, you take a chance, um, on the in choruses, I will take her to Mexico down by the coast, and it's about just going and getting out and going as far as away as possible from all of the sort of crap and random bits and bobs that are going on yeah. in your life and just scooting out of there and getting somewhere nice. I bet it's lovely down there right now. I wouldn't mind getting in some of that blue water myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Is the song from an album an EP or is it a single, a standalone? Just a standalone single. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've had one EP pretty much sorted. Uh, we've had a single uh, before it called The City and this is like the next single in the row really. All right. Tell us about your musical history. How long have you all been playing and writing separately and how long have you been together as a band? Um, so I started playing guitar when I was in school, so that's like... Same as us, yeah. At least 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, so we all made that transition from stopping <laughs> playing football at lunchtime <laughs> to going to the music room and playing yeah. uh, guitar instead, basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I've never played as a, uh, a standalone artist, I've always been in a band. Um, right. so I was in school, I was in a band. Um, that fell to bits. Um, <laughs> they always do. Yeah, and then, uh, then I joined the well, Then Flat Twenty Four Seven happened. So I've always never been a standalone artist myself. Don't you have though? Yeah, I mean, it, it, the Flat Twenty Four Seven is a thing. Basically, started with uh, James and Ian in uh, Rose Bruford, uh, and it was like a kind of you know 
and get together and write these songs. And then it was like an acoustic duo, wasn't it? Yeah, it started out, we just started, me and Ian used to jam together. Um, we used to go to like some parties and stuff and we'd play music and whatnot. And then we just started recording it on our phones. Um, then we're like, actually, this isn't that bad. Maybe we should do something with it. And then we, one time when I was back in Derby, seeing Joe, who was doing his own gig, and at his own gig, we told him to stop doing that, basically. And, <laughs> and join us. And he did. Um, so he sort of like brutally scouted Joe. Um, and now, uh, yeah, he's it's all, it's all topped off with uh, Cedric. He's just the, the crazy guy. The best drummer we've ever met. Yeah. Which is mad. Perfect name for a drummer, that is, isn't it? That's Cedric, yeah. So good. Well, tell me about your musical influences over the years. Since you were younger until now, how have they changed? And is there one that's stayed? Wow. I suppose, I think uh, when you're really young, like I just listened to what was on in the house, like which would be kind of like songwriters, like the Eagles and stuff, like growing up with like the whole kind of country rock kind of sound. But when you start playing your own instrument, I remember as a teenager getting really into like Oasis and like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the mm. bands at the time that made you want to kind of pick up a guitar and be like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Um, and they've, they've not really gone away, to be honest with you. They'll, they'll be you know, around forever. Mm. But it's, it's, it's nice getting into like, like bands that, you know, that are doing a similar thing like we've as the band really like inspired like the little comet uh, yeah little comets, comets yeah. been like yeah really little comets are quite a big influence as well and um i've always absolutely loved jamie t for as long as i can remember especially in school it was like the soundtrack to my life at school and i still listen to him now um yeah one of his track comes on i just lose my head i don't know i don't know why <laughs> yeah, I'm he's, where got, I am. he's got that vibe buddy <laughs> yeah and so yeah so that's for me. For me, Jamie T has always been that sort of ever present for me. Mm. Tell us about any plan. Oh, this is going to be one of them questions where everyone goes, "Yeah, but it's going to be a long time." Which I understand. Um, <laughs> if, we get, if, if we get back to any kind of um, sense, you know, around the world, especially, have you got any upcoming tour plans or music video plans or anything that's, you know, something we can look forward to that you can actually tell us about yeah i think well tour plans are pretty much like up in the air we've not really got anything set in stone anything concrete with that we just want to get back to um being in the same room with each other and trying to sort because we've written a few songs on different sides of the country so we'd like to get in a room and kind of jam those out and see what happens and really gearing towards i think recording like an ep, an EP yeah because mexico basically mexico was going to be on an ep wasn't it yeah that was the original plan like to have a new ep where we could all kind of have like new songs and yeah. songs were played live before this whole thing happened yeah um so now it's a case of you know going back to the drawing board and seeing what we've got and you know starting not starting from scratch but starting again with an ep and yeah, sort of like moving on to the next sort of section of the ba- of, of the band's life. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, Mexico and uh, obviously I, other older EP is <clears throat> they're quite um, uh, nostalgic for us as a band because we've had the songs and we've sat on the tracks and the music for for quite a long time. So yeah, we need to just like crack down the tracks that we've got a little bit shortlist them again, um, and then then get get Cedric in the studio and then drum yeah. it so he can do his drums and, yeah, and yeah. get a new EP out there. Interesting. Have you ever tried recording a song out of, the, like, you're not in the same room together? Is it, have any of you ever tried doing that? Yeah, we, we've done it. We yeah, done yeah, it. we've done it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mexico is basically, it, it is, it's that. That's exactly what you're hearing. You're hearing, like, some drums that were recorded a long time ago. Years ago. <laughs> years ago. It's, it's not even across, like, 
space, it's time as well, yeah, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's time. absolutely mad. There's vocals <clears throat> that have been recorded last in, month. Yeah, in <laughs> London, and then we've got guitars that have been recorded in Derby. And then it all goes get gets sent to Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> like, Joe, do some of this. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, trying to salvage everything. So we've all invested in little bits of like you know home recording stuff, trying to make that work yeah. and stuff. And it's it's all right. It's, it's it's okay as long as you know what song you're doing. You're in you're in a good <laughs> position. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked out well for that song. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> Where can we find you on social media? Uh, we're on everything, I believe. So yeah, we're uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, just flat twenty four seven. Um, Twitter as well and Instagram if you just flat 24-7 music on Instagram and you find us there YouTube flat 24-7 yeah and we're on uh, Spotify and Apple Music oh yeah I should probably say that as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah Spotify and Apple Music flat 24 it's all just flat 24-7 yeah right we're going to play this song in a second is there anything you want to tell us or talk about before we play it I'd say just get some headphones in get yourself a nice little drink Mm. relax sit back and go get transported to Mexico. That's it. Sit in your garden. Enjoy the sun. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. It's been cool. Oh, thanks no for having us, Thanks very much, I really appreciate it. No problem. Right. Do you want to introduce your song? Hi, we're Flat 24-7, and this is Mexico. Sit down, head in your hands, you like, oh, oh, my crazy night, a last night, I wish I Hadn't got into that fight You're not gonna see her again Cause of all of the friends that you blamed You had plans to take it away And the blood runs thin in your veins Cause no one wants to know your name And the blood runs thin in your veins Cause no one wants to know your name I'm just stuck in the wrong place No fool these days, just late to waste Could make a change, but I hesitate She don't belong here either though There's a bigger world than she could ever know Whether Mexico or I don't know We're definitely leaving home And the blood runs thin in your veins Cause no one wants to know your name And the blood runs thin in your veins Cause we'll take her to Mexico Down by the coast We'll take her to Mexico So nobody knows We'll take her to Mexico Down by the coast We'll take her to Mexico So nobody goes Oh, oh, oh. 
Next, I'm talking to Chloe Castro. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. How are you doing with lockdown in general? I'm doing all right, you know. I think uh, personally I've been quite lucky as a musician to have more time to work on my music and devote to getting it out there, you know, and creating good things. <laughs> a lot of people say that they've done a lot more personal improvements in the time they've had because they've got nothing to do but think about their art and it's really it's really impressive that people have done so much better work now than they did when they was out in the world it's really cool yeah yeah it's impressive and there's just so much more time I suppose and it's it's amazing what you can do when you've got all, uh, all this time exactly actually do quite a lot okay tell us about the song we're going to hear in a minute and tell us the story behind it and how it came to be okay um, it's called used to be and it's from my my upcoming EP um, and I wrote it a, f- a few years ago, actually, alongside the other songs on the on the record. Um, and I've just been kind of sat on it. Um, lots of things seem to get in the way of actually releasing music. But it's it's kind of just about it's it's kind of a feel good um, song about moving on and bettering yourself and like aspiring towards your goals, I guess, um, as you kind of move away from a previous chapter in your life. So it kind of reflects on a past relationship um, and just, yeah, I kind of was looking at it and uh, this guy had changed and stuff. And then I wrote it and realised it was me that changed and it was me that was changing. And yeah, I kind of just wrote about that. Is it part of an album or an EP or is it a standalone single? Um, it's, an, it's part of an EP. Okay, tell us about the EP. The EP is a five track EP. Um, I've already released one single from it a, bit, uh, a few weeks ago and... Yeah, it's that again. I wrote that a few years ago. Uh, me and my producer kind of do everything ourselves. He helped me write and produce everything in his bedroom studio, uh, and it kind of just—it's kind of just. I guess it reflects where I was a, a few years ago. Um, I live in quite a small town village in um, County Durham, where everybody knows everyone, and it's that kind of vibe. So it's kind of like everyone knows everyone's business and I tried to like incorporate that in a way in some of my songs um Mm. just like write about I kind of I guess I write about my experiences but I also blow them up and write about my experience in an exaggerated way and other people around me and yeah it kind of came out into this EP. I was in County Durham last week I was in Trimden is that anywhere near you? Oh right yeah it's it's very close to me actually it's just up the road okay I'm in Anymore which is just down the road from Trimden. Tell us about your musical history how long have you been writing and recording music? Um, So I've been writing literally uh, since I was a teenager but really like recording music I guess for the last four years since my producer came up my producer based in London actually okay he actually moved up and brought his studio up here and um we started just writing all the time and building the Chloe Castro brand um and yeah so I've been really working on my craft for the last four years and developing my sound um, but I've always sang and I've always written bits here and there. Well, I like the beat. I was listening to it earlier. I love the beat of the feel of it. And it's very, it's got a really nice vibe to it. Um, I haven't heard much more of your stuff yet, but I'm hoping. When is this EP been released, did you say? Your EP? Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm not um, telling everyone the exact date yet, but it is um, coming later on this year, soon after the uh, single. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for that. That's really cool. Okay. Tell us about your musical influences over the years from when you were little until now. How have they changed? And what's the one that's always been there with you? 
Oh, they they definitely have changed. Um, I've, they've kind of grown with me. Mm. But one that's always stuck with me is Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always been my favourite. Like um, that first album, Frank, uh, just kind of resonated with me. And I've always, I just, I know every single word. And it's, I've just always loved that album and loved her and everything about her and her voice is just... She's just, I don't, you never find anyone else like her. So I take a lot from her. Um, but as, as I've grown older, I kind of got more into like R&B and rap and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I also like listen to a lot of Frank Ocean. Um, he's one of my favourites as well. And then there's some newer artists like Jesse Reyes and Coltrane, mm. who are insane, who I've been following uh, for the last few years, who are just big favourites now. It's funny you say Frank Ocean because you're the third person on these interviews that have mentioned Frank Ocean. He's very popular at the moment. He's 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 just a one of a kind, like Yeah. Because his his writing style as well is so different and like mm. I mean you you've got to listen to his tracks a few times, I think, before you actually even like them and can tr- like start to try to understand what he's even saying um Mm. like but i don't know it just makes you feel something and that's like i think that's what my aim is with my music as well as to make people feel something and yeah frank ocean and damie winehouse really do that for me excellent okay you've already touched on your upcoming ep but what other plans do you have coming up where it comes like gigs or tours when we get back to a normality again or music videos anything like that well i mean in an ideal world, I'd, I'd be able to go out and do some gigs to support my EP release. Um, but mm. at the moment, it's all up in the air. Um, I am looking into seeing what can be done before we end up going. But God, cause God knows what's going to happen. Um, yeah. I'm worried that if I book a gig, it will just get cancelled. So no gigs in the lineup. I'm doing Instagram lives every Thursday and then run up to my release. Um, Excellent. I'll be doing a few singing songs there. Uh, seems to be the way forward during uh, these weird times. He's amazing. And yeah, unfortunately no music videos, um, but it's something that me and my producer have been really brainstorming at the moment because it's such visuals are so important. People like to have something to watch, you know, hmm. but it's just there's, there's so much time and money and resources going into just getting the music out there that when it's just us two, it's really hard to find the way find how to actually get a music video together but we're 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 looking at it um we've got ourselves a little camera and we've been messing around trying to do home um like amateur shoot it shoots for music videos so we'll see we'll see some of the best music videos have been like that they've been um on purposely low def type things so it's, it's an interesting way to do it yeah we're we're thinking of just leaning into that. That's a good idea. Now, you said about your Instagram live videos. Tell us about your social media links so we can catch up yeah. on all those. Uh, well, um, you can catch me on Instagram um, at Chloe underscore Castro Music. I'll be there. I'm trying to be there more often because I've never been the best at social media, but I'm, I'm, hmm. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> um, on Twitter, you can catch me um, at the underscore Chloe Castro. And on Facebook, it's Chloe Castro Music. Okay. Now, you heard it. Every Thursday night, if you can get on Instagram, go for it. Yeah, yeah. every Thursday night at nine o'clock. Is there anything you want to tell us about or mention before we play your song? Yeah, I just, I'd love to know what people think. So if anyone wants to hit me up with a message once they've heard the song and let me know what they think, because I just like to get people's opinion. So hmm. that'd be great. Okay. Do you want to introduce your song? I do, yeah. This is um, Used To Be, and it's from my upcoming EP, Amid.
Drama needs you fucking wrong like you're fake now. Uh. Paradise, you on your own, you a chase now. Uh. You used to get up in my head, now you alone in your bed, say so your head's wrong. And if you thought that I would swear that I'd let you get ahead, well, you're dead wrong. Yeah, yeah. I pacified you, idealized you. I tried to fight, did you right though? I satisfied you. Yeah, yeah. But you were dodging on me 60 seconds, unaffected. You ain't clever, I'ma make sure I'm a legend. I'll be on it, making records. Heard you gonna wait all day out. You've been getting messy now, player. I put up a fight for you. You're acting like I never used to. For the way that it went, yeah. I didn't tell you, but everyone said it, and you're running away. Running from you, running from yourself now. I needed to put you in the red now. I can never see it, but it's clear now. I can never read it, but it's there now. It's there now. I pacified you, I idealized you. I tried to fight, did you right though? I satisfied you, yeah. I don't need that kind of pressure You be on another level I be out here getting better But you gonna wait all day out You been getting messy now, player I put up a fight for you You acting like I never used to Run around after you Hey, I did what you want me to You're front of you ain't what you used to Be you're just another fake aren't you? Next, I'm talking to Ika Rumba about a song called Chimes. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing with the lockdown in general? Well, uh, like everybody, it's been challenging. Um, I guess for, for musicians, it's um, it's a bit of a bit of both, right? Musicians, to um, for many of us, don't mind being on our own and given the kind of peace and quiet of being able to enjoy the creative process. But certainly for those that spend a lot of time in front of audiences and live gigs and so on it's a really difficult time mm-hmm. have you managed to get any work done like writing new stuff i did yeah i've uh i've got some new equipment as well so i've kind of been lost in a bit of just improvisation and learning some of the new instruments uh, some new synths and stuff but uh, yeah good i've got uh, got quite a lot done during the uh, during the lockdown time excellent okay we're going to listen to your song chimes in a minute can you tell us about the song and the story behind it how it came to be yeah, so Chimes um, is my latest uh, release, and for me, it kind of brings together all the elements of, uh, I guess, my sort of artistic fingerprint. And I've got such a diverse interest in music, so I listen to literally everything, uh, and always have. But my roots are originally classical, so I'm a classical, classically trained pianist. Um, that kind of turned into a tech geek and then discovered synthesizers and then electronic music. So Chimes kind of brings all of that together. So it starts with a kind of 
classical piano sound, but then really developed quite quickly into much more of an electronic music sort of beat. It's got, you know, arpeggiation, which is something I, I feel like I almost can't avoid in every track I do. <laughs> um, so it kind of brings all of those elements together. And, and I think it's one that really has kind of my fingerprint on it. I think it's important that musicians do listen to other genres except for their own to widen the, the sound. I think it is very important. And I'm glad you said that. Okay, is it part of an album or an EP, or is it a standalone single at the moment? Chance is a standalone at the moment. Um, right. I did I did do uh, an EP that I released before uh, called Seasons, but at the moment, Chance uh, is just a single. Can you tell us about your musical history? How long have you been writing and recording music? Probably since before I was talking. <laughs> okay. So, uh, <laughs> as I said, I kind of started, um, in fact, if, it, if I go properly back uh, you know my mum will uh, remind me that she used to play classical music to me while I was still in the womb so <laughs> I was kind of got the got a taste for it from a very young age and, and actually classical music was where I really where I started so right back in primary school I was I remember going on the weekend trips on the school bus with all, with all the other kids up to the Royal Festival Hall to listen to classical concerts for, for kids um, which I loved. And as I mentioned, I kind of trained in classical piano and had the original intention of being a classical concert pianist um, from a career perspective. But I also had this fascination with technology and electronics and computers. Um, and computers were really kind of really properly taking off, I guess, in the home environment um, as I was growing up in the, the late 80s, early 90s. Um, so my career, um, from a, I guess a, an earning and living perspective, took a quite a different path from the, the classical concert pianist that I'd expected to be. Yeah. But I always had and kept um, the music uh, kind of in the background. And then much more recently, I had a pretty successful career, or I'm still in the m middle of a fairly successful career, from a technology perspective, I kind of brought it back round to the music. So whereas before I was really doing just kind of acoustic piano, lots of improv improvisation with kind of classical themes and undertones, I've got properly into the, the sort of electronic music side of things, reminded me. Um, I think I found an old Wasp synthesizer in a skip when Excellent. I was in my early teens and that just, you know, <laughs> fell down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, then. Tell us about your musical influences over the years. I know you said about the classical and, and your mum letting you listen to it in the room, which is fantastic. But um, since you were younger until now, how have they changed? And is there one, one in particular that's always been there? So, so there is, it's difficult to, to pick one. I think I can, I can pick one that's my most recent influence. But before I mention who it is, um, I think, as I, as I said, you know, I've got such a diverse um interest in music i mean if you look at my my spotify playlist today it's almost schizophrenic right there's, there's no rhyme or rhythm to it from a genre <laughs> perspective i'll i'll go from listening you know one track to opera to the next track being you know r&b or reggae or hip-hop um and i guess as i grew up i having been educated in different parts uh of the uk and, and kind of around london in, in different cultures I've got into the, the kind of social groups. So kind of went through a house music phase, um, hmm. was at university and then into the reggae and hip hop and um, into jazz. Um, although jazz is something I've always enjoyed 
much more live than than a recorded environment just because it's you know it's a perfect genre for sort of improvisation really mm-hmm. um so a massive mix and therefore a massive list probably of folks that have influenced me um over my lifetime from a musical perspective but most recently and and therefore i guess probably uh, at the forefront of my mind um would be nils from okay the sort of neoclassical musician who i feel you know quite uh, an affinity to because i think he's got a very similar sort of classical classically trained pianist background but just has that same you know real interest in organic electronic music and is able to to kind of bring the two things together in in ways that you know i aspire to to be honest so yeah. um, an influence and a bit of a hero too I remember listening to Moonlight Sonata once when I was little and thinking this is such a simple, such a simple sound and I loved it. And then I heard Horskopf and I can't remember the, the um, <laughs> I can't remember the, the title of it, but it was such a difference in there. And I was thinking, if this is the difference between two classicals, yeah. what can there be out there in, in, in all the genres? It's amazing. Okay, then tell us about any upcoming plans you've got, tours, music videos, anything like that you've got coming up that we can look forward to? Yeah, so I, I haven't really got into the, the, the touring and gigging scene yet. Um, I'm very much a home studio kind of, and, and ironically, my home studio is in a basement, so I'm kind of basement home studio <laughs> musician, but I have uh, done a lot of live streaming, and I guess from my perspective, you know, I guess I've been lucky from that uh, perspective with, with lockdown because lockdown hasn't, um, impacted that because I was really live streaming before and live streaming obviously has become, uh, pretty much the only way of getting live music and live audiences out there during this, uh, these last what six months now. So really I'm just carrying on down that path. I'd love to get into the kind of, um, actual live music, live audience scene but i think that that's clearly on the hold until uh until we get to a slightly different uh world again hopefully back to some sort of normal at least from a you know a live music and live venues perspective so plans at the moment really just to continue um making and releasing music doing i do i tend not to uh play anything live that i've released i tend mostly to do improvisation uh, when I'm doing live streaming so uh, yeah so a lot more of that I actually like watching those stuff I really do it's I like seeing live gigs obviously but I love the fact that we can sit indoors just turn our phones on even anytime we want and see somebody doing something on Instagram or wherever it might be but live something we've not heard before and I think it's amazing actually love it now you were saying about that when do you do these do you do, you do like a, a weekly show or yeah I try and do it um kind of every Friday and I've, I've, I've experimented and it's interesting because I certainly on my Instagram following, um, which is, which is what I've been using mostly for doing the live streams, although it's probably the worst, um, in terms of sound quality and yeah. <laughs> consistency of connection. But, but, but it's obviously, I think being, being one of the platforms that's kind of been useful uh for for live musicians you know brian may doing his stuff during lockdown um timberland doing his stuff during lockdown they're all doing it on uh on instagram um but um my following seems to be centered both in the uk in and around london but then in in the us in california and and i don't know whether that's just because i have spent some time uh living in california not a huge amount of time i spent um I think two years uh, back in the early noughties living uh, 
uh, in San Francisco um, and then kind of on and off. So I do have a few friends there, but it's kind of surprising how big the social following and maybe my music just appeals to uh, uh, to the, the bit more socialist hippie culture of the uh, <laughs> of the San Francisco and the Californians. Um, so I tend to try and fit my live streams in around, um, I guess, late evening time. So I'll either do it at sort of nine, 10 o'clock uh, UK time to get the audience here. And uh, more recently, I found that actually earlier in the week doing a, a Monday or Tuesday around nine or 10 o'clock on Instagram um, picks up uh, uh, that sort of audience, the UK audience, and then Friday night, much later. So, you know, 11 o'clock, midnight, even 1am, we'll pick up the audience uh, that I've got in the US. That's brilliant. Excellent. Speaking of that, tell us about your social media links so we can all find you. So everything is under the Icarumba name, which is E-I-K-A-R-U-M-B-A. So Icarumba, so the website, icarumba.com. I'm Icarumba on Facebook, although I haven't really used, um, I know Facebook, I want to say has been in the past uh, a big platform for musicians, but um, I've never really used it. So Instagram is really, I think, my main social platform that, that I'm putting time and effort in today beyond um, that, you know, the kind of direct uh, streaming platforms. Um, but yeah, everything's under the name Icarumba, so hash Icarumba um, on Spotify, on Instagram, on SoundCloud and so on. Excellent. And now, is there anything else you want to mention to us or talk about before we play the song Chimes? I think the only thing that I want to say, I think everybody wants to either have their say or give their perspective on it at the moment, is this, um, well, the question of Spotify and whether it's helping um, artists uh, in the music business or, or, you know, hindering them and, and killing the, uh, the opportunity. Um, and it's a very, I guess, a very divisive topic um, with people kind of either on one side or the other um, and, and not, I guess, being a musician that has uh, ever been signed to a label. So I've always been independent. I can't say I've got any direct experience of, of what, um, I guess, the former model before the streaming services and Spotify in particular really uh, kind of took off. Um, and obviously, you know, I think the model has has changed, and I think folks uh, need to look at Spotify as a, as a way of reaching um, an audience, as just as I've used it, you know, as a method for reaching new musicians and new music, rather than a route for necessarily, you know, the direct financial income. And I think that's a that's a hard thing um, for a lot of artists out there who you know expect um not unreasonably to to kind of be compensated in some way shape or form directly for the for the great music they're making and and the 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 art but i think so much of that now is through all the other routes through gigging through ticket sales through merch and so on um but i think spotify's and and the other streaming services like it uh you know we need to look at that as a route to market if i was to kind of think of it from a marketing perspective but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know people that have said they like it, and I know other people in the music business that have said they don't like it because they never got paid out. You know, it's one of those things that I suppose it's a 50-50 divide, really, because there are so many people, like you say, that are for it and so many people are against it. But I don't really use it myself, so I can't really, you know, I can't really chime in on that. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it, it's, 
it's it, it almost feels like one of those things that that's inevitable because you know um as much as uh, as artists we like to think the industry is driven by the music that's being created in in reality i think the industry is driven by the consumers of uh you know all that great music um and as consumers you know put myself in the same bucket the way people consume is is has just changed and um i don't think you know despite the resurgence of vinyl and you know vintage and certainly from a um, I guess instrument perspective i'm a big collector of, of vintage so i have all the nostalgia of you know how things used to be but um you know for the great masses out there if i look at i've got a 14 year old son and if i look at the way he consumes media in general online um it is it's all online it's all streamed um doesn't mean he doesn't appreciate but he's found um music that he would have not have otherwise found and discovered musicians past present um that he would never would have found if it was still the sort of days of rocking up to the record store and and picking music i think so you know i kind of look at it as a it it opens the opportunity and kind of brings us right back to where we started right um it, it opens the possibility of exploring many more genres that you otherwise wouldn't necessarily have said hmm maybe i will buy that classical music cd or you know vinyl and see what it's like hmm. when when you when you pay i guess a kind of all you can eat fee you can try as much as you like and it doesn't matter whether you like it or not you've not kind of wasted your money on it yeah true okay now this is icarumba with chimes
Next, I'm talking to Heidi Humbles about a song I Love Harder, Hop on a Flight song. Hello, Heidi. How are you? Hello. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. How are you with the lockdown in general? Lockdown life for me is is good, actually, um, just because it's very chilled and um, I'm getting a lot of time to kind of reflect. Um, so I'm probably experiencing the best sides of it, to be honest. But I know there's a lot going on for other people. So big love to everybody out there. Nice. OK, we're going to talk about your song. Can you tell us about it and the story behind it, how it came to be? My latest release, I Love Harder, Hop on a Flight song is the third self-release um, from myself this this year as an artist to date in fact and it's one of the first songs I ever wrote. I really when I came back from traveling I was traveling around South America and I was just really I don't know feeling kind of very nostalgic about going back there and um, just wanting to be underneath the mango trees and you know feeling like you're in love every day even though you're not because you're happy and because you have a lot of free time <laughs> um, and yeah, and I kind of just wanted to encapsulate that in a in a song, and you know, I felt like that the ukulele I only started playing when I was traveling because it was such a tiny little instrument. I could kind of songwrite it as I was just moving around, um, and so playing a song on the ukulele with those kind of lyrics just really, to me, summed up my whole experience as I was traveling. So yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the song. Um, and it was recorded by um, Evil Genius, these, these guys I work with in Surrey, um, who did the other songs that I worked with as well. Um, and yeah. I think it's perfect with the ukulele. I saw the video on Instagram and it just, it suits so much, so well with that little thing. And the sound is so different. I think it suits it better than using a guitar, really do. Thank you. Is it part of an album or an EP or is it a standalone single? It's a standalone single. Um, and so I've... The three songs that I released this summer were originally part of an EP that I was going to release all together. Um, but then I kind of thought that they were so different from each other. Uh, I really wanted to release them as singles. And, uh, but they're kind of like a, a bit of a collection. So the EP was originally going to be called Happy To Be Here EP. So I kind of calling it like the Happy To Be Here um, single collection, <laughs> which I don't know if that kind of really makes sense but um, maybe it's more just it makes sense to me I like it can you tell us about your musical history how long have you been writing and recording so to be honest I only started to sing and write songs just a couple of years ago but before then I I was a drummer believe it or not okay I played drums in like heavy rock bands with like rock rap kind of styles um, for like many many years and then I was playing in pop punk bands and, and stuff and but I love singing the entire time I just kind of thought I really want to sing R&B <laughs> but when you're like a drummer in a punk band kind of nobody really is like oh you can't be an R&B singer you know so it took me a really long time to kind of just take the plunge and just think okay actually I really feel like I identify with um, with singing these R&B type love songs and playing the ukulele and kind of just had to kind of rebrand myself really. <laughs> Three years ago was when I started, I wrote my first song. Uh, so yeah. Cool. Okay. Over the years, who have you been your musical influences from when you were younger until now? Ooh, this is such a hard question. I'm sure loads of people have difficulty answering this because it's, um, there are just so many. I mean. When I was younger, um, bands like Red Hot Chili Peppers and 
Incubus and then later on like the Mars Volta like a lot of these kind of these rock bands really shaped um, how I felt about music and everything but then alongside that um, and maybe even going back further actually like growing up in, in my house my mom was a big fan of like Celine Dion <laughs> and all these like powerful singers these like diva singers and the also Latin music as well like Gloria Estefan hmm. I really really enjoy listening to that in my in my parents house and and so Latin music and singers like Celine Dion and Shania Twain even some country music in there just like really I guess I had like a real varied upbringing in that way and then I kind of you know nowadays I listen to I'm really into kind of neo soul music that's coming out of London like Jordan Rakai and Jamie Woon and, and artists like that who kind of had these like more guitar based soul sounds. I think it's important to have a, a wide range so that you you might be just hard rock but then you get that classical note in there and it just makes the whole song so much better. Yeah. I agree. Okay then so can you tell us about any upcoming plans you might have, whether it be music videos or gigs or online live sessions, anything like that? I wish I could. <laughs> There's been a couple of shows which I've um, which I've had to cancel due to everything going on. Um, mm -hmm. So what I can say is just watch this space. Um, I announce everything on my Instagram page or all my social media pages, um, which is at Heidi Humbles, and hopefully I can be able to play and perform something soon. Good, good. I can't wait. Now, tell us the rest of your social media links so we can find you. Do you have a website? Yeah, I do, actually. So, uh, HeidiHumbles.com. The way that I spell my name is H-Y-D-I-E, and then Humbles, H-U-M-B-L-E-S. Um, but then everything else is pretty much at Heidi Humbles. Um, Facebook as well, I'm on there. So, yeah, check me out. Right, you heard it. Go and follow and watch this space on Instagram. Thank you for coming on. It's been really nice. Thank you, Austin. Good to be here. Do you want to introduce your song? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Heidi Humbles and this is my latest single, I Love Harder, Hop on a Flight Song. Hope you enjoy. Talked almost every day, but not in the same language. A pure connection has subsided on my anguish. Our love was a revelry underneath the mango trees. So something inside it told me it was time to leave. Now I'm stuck in a city covered endlessly by clouds What am I gonna do now? I think I'm gonna hop on a flight To be there tonight with you My reckless soul won't take a break I'm such a romantic Hop on a flight to be there tonight with you Come 
to leave things to fade And know what I want And I go, go get my man yeah. But I don't have a plan yet I think I'm gonna hop on a flight To be there tonight with you guests and we didn't have any requests this week because we had them all last week so keep them coming and we will have some more next week as usual thank you speak to you soon <laughs>